1: The place for Star Wars news, features, interviews, and more. Then we can do something epic. Good morning. Good
0: Good afternoon. Good evening. Please delete as appropriate. The Force, it's calling to you. Just let it in. Well, hello there, and welcome back to the Star Wars Report podcast. I'm your host, Riley Blanton, and I don't know if I remember how to do this. Uh, <laughs> the podcast that is. Uh, it's been a hot second since we've um, recorded an episode. A lot of craziness going on in my life, including uh, a move and a, a second wedding. Uh, all kinds of all kinds of crazy things. You can you can listen to it in uh, this week's Rogue Transmissions. We'll plug that later. Um, but uh, but hey, he's here along with me for that, and he's here with me to co-host this episode. It's Mr. Mark Herrleman. What's going on, Mark?
1: Mark. Hey, you know, it's always good to be back doing the Star Wars goodies, talking the wars, mm. getting to chat with you. I love it, touching base with the fans.
0: Welcome back! Uh, yeah, and also, it's it, for a month that we took off unintentionally. It's there's been a good amount of Star Wars news, but um, so we're going to talk about that, and we're going to talk about the concept of the shadow self ooh the shadows it sounds very dark side very star warsy um it's based on a recent episode yep. of beltway banthas i just edited but that's going to be the main thesis of the of a heavier headier topical discussion uh, here on the star Wars report podcast but before we do that let's have some fun and let's go into the news we have something to report some i have the news data brought to us by the bottom spies we can send a clear transmission there it is listen listen mm-hmm. Uh, let's start out. There's been a bunch of stuff in no particular order, but I wanted to kind of touch on a few of the big stories that have uh, come up and get your take on it, Mark, in the last few weeks. Have you had a chance to sit down on Disney Plus uh, and appreciate any of the recently released vintage collection?
1: Oh, yes. Oh, yes. As a Legends fan, I was super excited that we have Legends material back on screen. Yeah. Even though they're calling it vintage, I still, I love it. I think it's great. Um, I was a little perplexing that they didn't recognize any of this material as Legends because it all does fall into the Legends continuity. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, a lot of people were super st- stoked about the Clone Wars especially. Um, I'm actually just excited all the way around because my DVD copies of Caravan of Cur- uh, Courage mm-hmm. and of the E. Ewoks one it was a two disc Flip one and it didn't quite
0: Ah it was One of those
1: Skip so I'm like Thank you I'm so excited Uh, And I'm I'm anticipating we'll probably get droids Down the road because that was like The one series that seemed uh, shockingly Not there it was aside conspicuous from the by holiday its holiday special, but I'm okay.
0: It it was conspicuous by its absence, and of course, we are talking about the uh, drop that Disney Plus did, where they, they they labeled it like, you say, Mark, the Vintage Collection, but it was a bunch of old Star Wars material that hasn't seen an official release in a long time. Uh, the Gindi 2D Clone War series, like you said, the uh, old made for TV movies, um, Caravan of Courage, and Ewoks: The Battle for Endor. Uh, And then they have the Ewoks cartoon. And then finally, the story of the faithful Wookiee, which is what they're calling the cartoon, the Boba Fett cartoon from the holiday special of all things. You can now watch a segment of the (laughs) holiday special, which has never, ever been officially released under any circumstance uh, in any official capacity ever. It's his. It's history, Mark.
1: <laughs> right. Yeah. And, and it's funny, too, because it's like that, that holiday special is never going to see the light of day. But this is it. This is all you're going to get. They're like, we acknowledge this is where Boba Fett came from, and the cartoon isn't bad. So here's that. <laughs> and I'm okay with that. Keep Itchy and his little 3D virtual reality box away. That was, I mean, but, you know, I, I like the, the bartender uh uh b arthur was was great that was yeah. that was about it like I don't remember much about that aside from watching it the second time on fast forward <laughs> Well, that's fair well i've i've
0: yet i've i've even tried on several occasions to get through the holiday special um and I never have been able to i've never i, I and i'm not talking like oh I tried no i legit was like oh I'm gonna watch it why not silly uh but nope Never been able to do it. So, um, I, I actually I jumped into the micro series and watched the opening like Yoda bit, like fire across mm-hmm. the galaxy, the Clone War spread, um, and then also the, um, the I got into the, the Dirge episode. Um, but you're right. right. The release of, I mean, they're not canon, but I think they're just they're they're not really talking. I think they are sort of implicitly for the layman by labeling it vintage Star Wars, they're kind of admitting that this is a different tier of storytelling that like, if you're not a super fan, you're going to at mm-hmm. least differentiate in your mind. Um, Cause it is in a separate category on Disney plus when you, when you scroll through the Star Wars section, like if you click the Star Wars button, it's a separate section. Um, but yeah, I, I, I think I'm also kind of you
1: to believe that the term, it, it makes me kind of think too that the term legends is totally a Lucasfilm Del Rey. Oh, uh, you know, the books side of things. Oh, yeah. Disney's like, hey, we're we'll just called vintage. Like, you have a banner. Like, <laughs> why aren't you using your banner? Come on. This implies that you don't like the term. Like, that's not the case. But I was watching The Clone Wars, and what I thought was interesting was from a few episodes, if you. Didn't, differentiate which planet you were on those tales could for most intents and purposes be retooled in legends in some form or fashion. I mean, there was always those debates back when they were like, Disney's coming and we're going to do a new cannon. It was like, what could and couldn't be salvaged? What should or shouldn't be salvaged. But as I was watching this, there is, as it moves forward, you know, you could put it anywhere. You don't have to know where they're at because it's just the Jedi on the planets, fighting droids, Randomly, I mean, aside from like Anakin's Padawan braid getting cut off, and as you get closer to Episode Three, there's very little about mm. the placement of those episodes that really locks it down. You could easily shift that over if you wanted to.
0: Oh yeah, and especially because they're so short and they're not really in depth mm-hmm. as far as story goes, um, that that lends themselves well to where they would plug in. But I I think it's enough removed from Clone Wars and where they've really Clone Wars is the basis and foundation of a lot of the stuff they're currently working on. So I can see where they want to ID the 3d clone wars as like, Hey, no, this is real star Wars, quote unquote, because that's where Ahsoka came from. There's the Ahsoka show, right? Um, there, there's that whole idea of, of, of canonizing that even if it is just simply implicit. Um, whereas there, there isn't, I can see where there's not that desire to do it with the Gindy series. Right. Um, right. but how much does it alright Mark I have to ask you because I didn't put it in the rundown I thought I had but the Essential Legends uh, collection now I, I'm sure you saw this oh, as yeah. a, but for for you guys mm-hmm. listening if if you're not tracking for, to celebrate the 50th anniversary of Lucasfilm Del Rey again Mark I think you ID'd where some of this like terminology is really staying but Del Rey is curating a collection of essential and beloved Star Wars novels from the past um, to this here's the quote To this day, the EU remains an inspiration for Star Wars creators and is published under the label Legends. Ideas, characters, and story elements, and more from the new Star Wars entertainment trace their origins back to the material from the expanded universe. This essential Legends collection curates some of the most treasured stories from that expansive legacy, launching June 15th, 2021. New trade paperback editions of Heir to the Empire, Darth Bane, Path of Destruction, uh, and Shatterpoint will each be published. They will have a new cover with original artwork. Uh, so basically a new exclusive artwork. And of course that all familiar, like you say, uh, Mark, Legends banner. Now, I I have a specific question. I I know you have thoughts. I know you have lots of thoughts. Mm-hmm. Do you feel, mm-hmm. as a Legends fan, do you feel catered to, recognized? Or, or is this just salt in the old wound? <laughs> I have to know.
1: Yeah, I'm a different tier of a Legends fan. I mean, you know, for fans of Legends that are new, they've only read a couple books, it's awesome because you can still get books that you can't find. But if you're me and you have all the Legends books, save a few, like, missions or stuff like that, this isn't what I really am looking forward to. I want, you know, new stories about Jaina Solo, uh, Ben Skywalker. I want to, to see that story continue even though I'm getting the new stuff and I'm enjoying that stuff, but those stories I want to learn more about. I want to, I want to learn more about those characters and stuff. And that's, I think the rough part about being a fan that's already digested everything in legends is you still want more and you know that there's more out there and yet they're just not doing it. So when you have something like the vintage series and, and you know, as a legends fan, I know that that all falls under legends continuity. I'm like, Oh, are you purposely trying to give us the finger? Because, you know, they're like, <laughs> oh, everybody loves Legends. We use it all the time. It's all this background stuff. And it's like there is a mentality where where certain fans are like, they're just cherry picking what they want. And I and I don't feel that way, but I there is an argument that could be made that – The people that loved Legends when they were selling Legends as the expanded universe, the second that it switched hands, they won't touch it with the ten foot pole unless they're just reselling books that have been, you know, recovered. And that think for me, that's the thing about this that really bothers me is I love the paperbacks. Okay. But in this new era of the new canon, the paperbacks aren't the same style that they were. They're those skinnier and taller ones. None of them would fit on my bookshelf. They wouldn't fit with the Legends books that I already have. And that, I think, is my number one reason why I won't be getting any of these ones. I mean, they look awesome, but I would have to get a whole other shelf just to put them on, because I'm not going to put them on my Canon shelf, and they won't fit on my, my Legends shelf. So I'm yeah. like, you got me in a pickle.
0: Yeah, I mean, it, it is exactly it is exactly that, Mark. They are they are repackaging material that was popular and reintroducing it, probably in the absence of some publishing, like to fill the hole between High Republic stuff um and maybe i i don't know i haven't really had a um I haven't had my finger on the pulse of high republic and how it's being received or what the sales numbers are i know for me personally i read the i'd say first third of the first book and it and it and it really didn't capture my imagination um that much maybe more so than some other other stuff but just not enough to to keep me sucked in so um, it, maybe I'm just maybe I'm not the only one, and they just want to turn out books that they know are good and that were popular. I mean,
1: um, try Into the Dark by Claudia Gray before you give up on it. That okay. one, second one, was pretty interesting. Yeah, right. second or all third right. depends on how. I mean, it, it it is the second of Del Rey's books. Uh, Test of Courage came out before it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, but they're all kind of like you could just grab any one of those three and, and read them and kind of fill in on it. But that one they bring in a, a an alien race that's interesting and moving forward from what they drop in that book it's like oh this could get really good um i but at the same time i'm kind of like i don't know like disney's had lots of opportunities Lots of opportunities that had really great opportunities that were missed time and time again. So I'm like, they've introduced some cool characters, and, and things are in a direction that you could have some really cool storytelling, but I have a feeling that they're probably going to miss the mark.
0: Mm, yeah. Well, I mean, we know Shatterpoint's good, so they're, they're getting that out there. And they, are, <laughs> it's, it's, they did actually say in the press release that it's the first of um, the quote-unquote Essential Legends Collection Um, that they're releasing. In a lot of ways, it seems like they're just trying to drum up a little bit more publicity and excitement for what they're already doing, which is still reprinting the old Legends books. And by giving them new cover art... And and calling it a new thing like a Essential Legends Collection, it just has a a, a branding well, and for to it.
1: New fans, this is great for them. I mean, this is absolutely cool. If you've never read any of these Legends books, yeah. this is awesome. I mean, especially the ones they've got coming out, they're all great stories. I I, I love Matthew Stover. Shadowpoint wasn't really my cup of tea, but so many people likened it to show over did with return of the jedi that you know it had the stover effect as we always called it but i i didn't enjoy that book as much as i did return of the jedi though um but man the bane book oh dude and and you know they're going to give us the other two of that and you can't go wrong with the original heir to the empire i mean that's been reprinted probably the most out of any legends material under disney's watch
0: yeah that's fair that's fair um hmm, interesting well and i had some response to my um my Substack newsletter, which we're going to talk about uh the topic later in the show, um, to my I guess re-, re recent Star Wars fatigue of sorts. Um Yeah, I know, right? It's a thing. It's a it's a it's a thing. It have it it happens to the best of us guys. But but um uh one of our listeners, Jess, um pointed out that, you know, there's never a bad time to, like, dig into some vintage Star Wars like the old EU. And it's it's funny. This is before the, the press release came out. But since we were talking about it, I thought I'd I have to t- toss that shout out because... Um she was saying, "Well, you can always just dig into some of the better legends material, and maybe this, this, re, these reprints are an excuse for me to dive back in and 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 jump into some of these legends books that I never got to read. I've I've read Air Air to the Empire a couple times, but I never read Shatterpoint or Path of Destruction. So maybe it'll be an mm-hmm. excuse to jump in on that. Um,
1: Path of Destruction would be a fun one. Yeah, yeah
0: for sure. Yeah, I, I am fascinated by the whole Darth Bane, who is pseudo canon." Um, mm-hmm. so, uh, that might be a good opportunity to do that. So let's jump into, uh, we have a couple more news stories. Um, Bad Batch released. Yes. Other. Um, I wasn't hyped. I'm not hyped. I, I am. What?
1: How can you not be hyped? <laughs> well, I like, I like. And, and let me, and let me just hmm. say, I only say that because I. I was kind of like not so hyped until the last trailer and I was like <gasps>
0: you know and and this may be this is part of me being in a little bit of a Star Wars slump where I watched it the one time uh, weeks ago and nothing really jumped out to me in it at the time but of course it may have just been the space I was in I'll tell you what I'm going to do my due diligence uh, ladies and gents we're going to play the uh, trailer right here and then react to it let's take a listen
1: a test is in order five enhanced clones more capable than an army yet they exhibit a concerning level of disobedience in disregard
0: so we get to and i'll 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 break it down a little bit as we go um we we see the the test is in order we see the um it's very much like the (sighs) citadel station thank you um what is it what was it called um echo company they're doing the yeah,
1: it was. uh It was the Domino Squad. Domino Squad. First Thank you. Together. Thank
0: you. Um It reminds. It looks like even it looks like this exact same setup, training scenario setup that they've got going there. For orders.
1: What else you got? Give me more.
0: Our squad's nothing but trouble. So so far, it's all Camino. Um, and kind of it looks like set up for what, what's going to happen with the Bad Batch squad. But we get the job done. You'll climb force 99. You
1: know who we are.
0: Uh, this is uh, but- this weird blonde... Child, dude, person on Camino, <laughs> um, meets the Bad Batch, um, and that's where they kind of get us the the, um, the roster.
1: You know who we are, Hunter. Let's go,
0: Echo. Hyperdrive's online. Just like let's go name by name, show them all. So, hey guys, we know you only saw them in four episodes. In case you forgot,
1: and yeah. here. Your move. you need
0: it's very a very a-team kind of introduction
1: <laughs> right I want clone force 99 found and wiped out the galaxy's a dangerous place to be
0: so that's where we, we get a line from Fennec Shand a little shot of her but we get the first uh, official confirmation they're going to be on the run which makes sense this is this is an around the time or after order 66
1: yeah we need to get out of here What do you
0: say, kid? You want to come with us?
1: How can I help?
0: The Clone Wars have ended. You can either adapt and survive, or die with the past. The decision is yours. We do what we do. In, kid. The Bad Batch
1: streaming on Disney Plus. Uh, so before Tarkin actually points out that they're after him, there is a scene where Rex is leading them up over a crest, and I was like, "What?" Like that—that that just that one still told me so much because. We know Rex is on the run, and that if the bad batch was hunting Rex, there'd be no way Rex would turn his back on him to lead him. So th- That's true. the idea that them going to Camino might be their reassessment and how they end up falling from Grace. Like I the, the idea that they're gonna be on the run versus being hunters themselves is intriguing to me. Because for the first time since they're first introduced, I am starting to really kind of feel the null squad. That they were kind of, in a sense, hinted about from Legends. Um, there, you know, nothing about them are, is Null aside from the fact that the Null Squad was the first batch of unmodified or uh, unchipped clones that were more closer to Django. Okay. Um, yeah. So, so in that regard, they're like them, and so in Let that squad ended up going like what rex did and went undercover and, and disappeared and got out cal scarada made sure of it and so now to see them kind of doing the same thing and getting out and on the run i'm like oh that's cool like yeah for me, that's that's what i get super excited about well, and then seeing echo in his bad batch outfit because the black series figures are coming i've already ordered uh crosshair hunter and uh uh is it thrasher or basher the big the big dude oh i can't wait to get echo buddy
0: well, uh, yeah, and I, I liked it. Like, um, it didn't do anything to make me more excited for the series. And I am excited for the series, but I feel like they missed on what the central conflict is, and like what what draws me most into the story is is the central conflict of of the clones that we see through the whole Clone Wars, which is the I, I don't know the um, the contrast, the choice that's presented, the the duty of following orders. Um leading to the betrayal of the jedi like that's the that is the central drama of the clones and and the fact that we I get to learn their humanity to that. They, they, well but they dance around it in the trailer like the line the line at the end is he says right. we do what we do, and like they could uh, they could have v- more explicitly um showcased the kind of what what the in the What's the the the, the difficulty
1: se- of the decision?
0: Well, yeah, and it, it was we saw an example of that with uh, Rex and the clones in that mm-hmm. um, series of episodes on the Netflix season, season six of the Clone Wars, yeah. and they did a really Siege of Mandalore. yeah. But I, I I really hope that that we that they play that up and that maybe they are because of the Bad Batch they don't have the chips, but there's still that sorrow of seeing their brothers betray the Jedi, and, and I think if we don't... don't If that's not showcased very explicitly, that's a huge missed opportunity.
1: I agree, I agree. I See, I think we are going to get it, because I'm hoping... Because we know that Rex makes it, we also know that Gregor and Wolf make it, but we don't know yeah. how those two get out. I would love to see Bad Batch somehow be responsible for getting those two out. Mm. And, and the central conflict of going from we were the Republic, now we're the Empire, but we're still doing our duty, but is our duty now really to the Empire like it was? Like, I would love to see that play out as they're rescuing the other clones. Like, I I really... Because seeing Rex show up, I'm like, oh, that's cool. We, we see him, but I want to know about Gregor, and I want to know about Wolf. Like, how did they get out? I always just assumed that Rex came and got him. But what if Rex told the Bad Batch, and then the Bad Batch makes it their mission to go and, and you know, bust out whoever they can get behind enemy lines and, you know, underground railroad them out of the Empire? Like, I, I think that I, there's an opportunity for them to do what you're hoping while doing other things along the line and I think that you're right that if they don't touch on that it will be a huge missed opportunity because I mean in a sense like that is everything about the clone is what's your duty and who is your duty to at this point
0: yeah no and that's and that's the central question that I hope that they explore in the series and I'm not saying they they won't in the trailer but I'm saying that's why the trailer didn't suck me in more because it didn't really hit on those notes that I'm really looking for in the series I guess if that makes right, sense. Right, right. Um, that does. Yeah, but uh, I, like I say, I'm still excited for it. Uh, I will definitely be watching it on uh, May the 4th. Um, we'll actually be on vacation this year, so I don't I don't anticipate any being able to do any live streams um, or anything like we did last year for uh, Revenge of the Fifth or anything like that. But um, we'll see, we'll see. We'll stay tuned um we maybe maybe mark will be able to do maybe a a hashtag revenge of the fifth um and record it early but that's a topic for another time a topic for another time uh (laughs) indeed i'm I'm sorry i'm totally walking over uh what we need to be doing well let's take just a moment uh take a quick break and i will be we'll be right back to talk about well your shadow self All right mr mark Harleman i have a question I have a question for you as we get into the main segment of the show this week um i'm very I'm very excited about this um and i And I've really done no prep i didn't I just literally said we're talking about the shadow self, mark and star wars um without any explanation of what that is, but I, hopefully it offers me the opportunity to kind of talk about the thesis to you and thus to you guys, the fine listeners um listening to this week's podcast. but Mark, have you ever found yourself thinking something or doing something? that you're like, Oh, I can't believe I, I can't believe my mind went there. I can't believe I almost did that. I can't believe I did do that. I can't believe I said that. And mm. you like immediately mm-hmm. regretted it. <laughs>
1: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You don't mm-hmm. have to get mm-hmm. into specifics,
0: mm-hmm. but that, yeah. that, that is an example of what psychologist Carl Jung, who was a student of Freud, not uh Sigmund Freud, not, not, and, and they, they parted ways on a lot of their theories about psychology and uh the, the 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 human condition that we all face being a part of these uh these mortal us being mere mortal beings uh, of this world. Um but that's what he would call the shadow self. And I was I, I was editing this week's Beltway Banthas podcast, which I produce and and Steven just put out a new episode. You can listen to the podcast. They do a really good job of discussing redemption in Star Wars at large. You know, one of my favorite topics, Mark um uh, but, uh, I was, I was taken aback by their discussion and it was really eye opening cause I'd heard of the concept before, but I'd never thought about it in the, in terms of star Wars. And, uh, so I wrote about it in last week's, uh, substack on my substack newsletter, uh, which you can uh, read at RileyWrites.substack.com. com. uh, it archives, all my old newsletters there and you can sign up, punch in your email and, uh, Get hear hear my ramblings on Star Wars, Disney, and military life, and and random stuff like that. So, uh, cheap plug for my, for my Substack newsletter. We're, we're all getting them these days. I, I joined the, I I succumbed to the peer pressure and I joined the crowds uh, doing their own Substack. So you can make sure make sure you actually you can read it there. But I wanted to talk to you about it, Mark. So the shadow self, it's that instinctual part of us. Um, that we often can 't see in ourselves or don 't recognize in ourselves it 's it 's beyond just your dark side it 's it 's your more it 's your more baser instincts so it 's it 's not just right. don 't think of it just as something bad that you 're like oh i like getting really angry and thinking about doing something uh, cruel that you would never actually do but it 's also like those those instincts of um you know, suddenly being able to jump to someone's defense in an extreme situation, or you know, pull somebody out of a burning car—just this like innate instinct in us that takes over. Um, and 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 so there are two psychological. I'm going to get nerdy here, guys, for just a second, but stay with me. I think it relates very much to Star Wars, and not no, not just Anakin Skywalker uh, or Ben Solo, but it does to but both of those. But especially Anakin. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so Carl Jung talks about a couple different. Um, psychological concepts but the the two that I think are important for the sake of discussion here are the shadow which is, we already talked about and 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 your persona your persona is often is how you present yourself to the world socially to your friends to your family this the sort of normative behaviors that you um, that you perform, that you exude. It's just like the way that you've sort domesticated isn't even the right word, but it's like, you know, you just don't, you know, walk into a, a quiet room full of people hanging out, talking quietly, socializing and, and just let a big one rip. Right. You know, just the normal things. You're just being, <laughs> just being a good person often is what we think of as, as your persona, what you're comfortable showing to the mm. world. Um, but the, it often those two things are different parts of our personality, and so if the persona is how we present ourselves to the rest of the world, the shadow self is that there 's the sort of baser instincts that are a core part of our personality that we have at a very young age and the, And the tale, Mark, you have kids, so you know this as you 're younger bo- both sides show a lot, but like if you're, for, for those who have toddlers and young kids. Displaying your anger violently or displaying your happiness violently is 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 very normal, right? The the full spectrum of of, of very base human emotions are on full display with very little filter. But as we age, we get. Um, Better at and we even go to great lengths to like protect our self image from anything unflatter unflattering or anything that we're not as familiar with. We stay in our comfort zone because w- the way we pr- want others to perceive us and frankly and probably more importantly the way we perceive ourselves um, right. is 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 that part. So um, this reminds me of the uh, of the Jedi Order a lot. Um, we have something um, oops, to report. Sorry, have, oh my gosh, I have. <laughs> I hit the button on my phone.
1: <laughs> the Jedi Order is here. So that, they have something to report.
0: <laughs> I'm not even editing that out.
1: Uh, but well, the- you know, it's it's funny is because like you bring all this up, and my daughter, I just went out and bought her a book called uh, It's from Eckhart Tolle, and it's A New Earth awakening your life's purpose and i was asking you know what what is it about this book and she starts telling me and everything she's telling me about this book and this part that she's reading is exactly what you're talking about i mean i don't know if she if if eckert called it a shadow self or i think he was calling it a dark ego um but she was like she's like you know, like like as you're growing up and like people tell you don't do this or don't do that and you know sometimes it's a big deal and sometimes it's not like you file this away and it goes into that place and like mm-hmm. it becomes unbeknownst to you and, and the way she was explaining it I'm like oh that's pretty damn interesting so when you started talking about it I'm like wow that's like my, my daughter is like right into this right now that's awesome <laughs> that's pretty cool no it is it is yeah, I have to think... point this other book out to her because yeah she's definitely into this right now
0: yeah and it is it's it's one of those things where as we grow up like the traits that are associated with being good are, are accepted and so we naturally um, reflect that more and traits Um, that that can be a very core important part of our identity, which is, Mm -hmm. uh, even things like passion and anger. Um, these are things that, you know, in the Star Wars tradition are associated with, um, the Sith and evil and, and, and the Jedi are, are supposed to be serene and above such emotions, but, um,
1: I don't know. It's Anakin and Shmi are slaves. So I'm sure that that had to add a lot to their dark selves. Well yeah exactly and 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 that's and and be,
0: living in having experiencing things like fear anger frustration can you imagine if 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 you lived in in slavery why that wouldn't be a very natural part of your experience and that's not a bad thing it's it's about how it manifests itself but in the world right. of Star Wars like the Jedi they're they're very the Je- Jedi of the old republic are aloof they're they're You know, ironically, they're like afraid of emotions, which is an emotion of itself. But like the fear of um, the the attachment is forbidden. Passion is a Sith-like trait.
1: Oh, you, Mm -hmm. you would really like Into the Dark because there are a couple characters in that that like like there's a whole moment where. Someone dies, and it brings up the question with one of the older Jedis. <laughs> and the older Jedi brings it up to the younger Jedi, and the younger Jedi are like, "What? Like, how are you like not okay with that?" Because he's like, "You know, maybe it's wrong that the Jedi, you know, cut ourselves off from emotion and we can't feel the loss of a life, and we just have to treat it like it's some good." Like, I mean, it, the guy's breakdown was great, the character point of view, and I'm just like, "He's not wrong." <laughs>
0: no, he's not. It's, and I, I mean, that even relates to. um the original trilogy. I think this is a huge core part of, of the redemption arc in star Wars because, um, like when you think about it, there, there is that contrast between the Jedi of the old Republic and the prequels and what went wrong. Um, like even Yoda in attack of the clones talks about how the Jedi, Jedi have become arrogant. Um, but, um, in return of the Jedi, by the time we close out the original trilogy, Luke, um, is is forced to face the evil that he's capable of and you even see this in um uh in in empire strikes back but there's a very very visible and obvious shadow self that luke confronts like he sees his face in vader's mask the potential for him to become that which he's fighting even in return of the jedi there's that moment where um vader is goading him and and says you know if you will not turn to the dark side perhaps she will you know and that's when he 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 flips that switch and 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 he loses it he uh he gives right. in to that dark instinct and it's 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 only when he actually literally cuts off vader's mechanical hand and he sees him commit the very crime that was done to him uh on bespin where it pulls him out of that moment but it's one of those things where what Luke has to do is he he sort of he he integrates the shadow of sorts. It's not that he's aloof and has no passion. Like he literally he goes to Bespin to save his friends. He goes um, he goes on board the second Death Star to save his father, it, it, which is attachment. And and even right. he there's a righteous anger in in what um, the Emperor's done to his father. But yet he also is still serene. If you see him in Return of the Jedi as the elevator opens, he's very much in control of his emotions. But it's not like he's he's given a He's he's not he's not the Jedi of the old Republic. He's not Mace Windu, and so right. as he's integrated his dark his his shadow side, not necessarily the dark side, and that's where this concept can get a little tricky. Right. And even in my mind, it's sometimes hard for me to parse like what part gets wrapped into what parts. Uh, but for for Luke, it was very, right, very your
1: shadow self isn't just one aspect of you. It is almost all aspects of you that aren't currently at work and functioning in your persona in the day-to-day to to what you present to everyone else. These are the dark thoughts you get when somebody cuts you off, even though you've probably cut somebody off a thousand times, but in this moment, your dark self is kind of thriving in that. (laughs) Yeah,
0: yeah, exactly. And, and so, um, it's, I kind of see it as, as sort of integrating the, your most primal instincts into, um, into your uh, kind of rectifying that part of you and recognizing that we can, we're all capable of of evil. We're all capable of doing awful things. And and Luke saw saw that in that moment as he cut off Vader's hand. You know, Harry Potter's. There's a very physical representation that evil has touched him. That his uh, mm-hmm. he's literally scarred by it, and he's strong? confronted that he could become. He could become Voldemort and it's that very re- realization and recognition that gives him something to fight for um, and gives him that choice. And I think the same thing applies. It's a very universal uh, human concept. And I, and I just loved thinking about Luke in that Luke, particularly in that way. And frankly, I think that it, it's, it's um, in his it, ben, ben, Solo faces a very similar arc in, in the sequel trilogy. And I really appreciate yeah. how um almost his struggle he's tortured by his shadow he's 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 almost trying to embrace it with no control and with and 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 fully listen to grief rage and anger um and yet is still pulled back and and redeemed in the end and i and i and i think both um frankly both of those story arcs very much represent carl jung's um shadow concept
1: what's cool Oh, with Ben is you know Ben for so long doesn't realize how lost he was. Um, mm. I just got Skywalker, a family at war, mm-hmm. and the chapter uh, at the end there. It, it when Leia reaches out with Ray, uh, when he dies and Ray brings him back, like it's a great moment because it it goes inside his perspective and for the first time he's feeling all this stuff lifted off of him and he realizes like how far astray he's came and he's back reborn by Ray like and like the book and now I want want to go back and watch the movie again but the book talks about like his scars are gone like everything like he's like 100% reborn again because of what Ray did to bring him back plus what his mom did in the force and his mom basically cleaned his you know his soul like he had been so lost and so confused and so so that way that he thought he knew what he was doing and it wasn't until she wiped it all away that he realized how lost he had become and it was like oh that's cool like the way they played that out a thing that yoda always said that i always loved about luke's progression with the dark side i think's more poignant in canon than it ever was in legends was when he told him you know once you take the step down the dark side forever will it dominate your destiny and i've always thought like you know Luke does succumb to it. Like we, we watch him do it a couple times, but when he chokes the Gamorreans for one, that's that's a very dark yeah, thing the Gamorre, to do. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he he gives into his anger a couple times, and I'm thinking, you know, like now in canon, we do we watch that happen. Like he did have that moment. He gave in, and because of that, he wasn't strong when he needed to be, and therefore, every time things got where they needed to be, he just didn't have the strength that he needed to kind of always see it through. Like there was there was a little bit of doubt there that wasn't really acknowledged in his shadow self. <laughs>
0: yeah. And, and you know what? It's, it's, um, it's funny that I, I brought up Luke, but there's the, probably the most explicit parallel, which I I have to say they had to have been Dave Filoni or George Lucas must have been inspired by, by this is quite literally in, in that season six episode of clone wars where Yoda hears the voice of Qui-Gon and, and goes on to, to find the wills. He he quite literally has to face um, the dark version of himself, and he couldn't defeat it until he admitted that it was a part of him. Quite literally, right. it's, it's almost like admitting that, "Yep, yes, my shadow self e- exists," and that was part of his transcendence in a way that the other Jedi failed to be. Mm-hmm.
1: I've got, I've got this little,
0: little, I've got this little clip. Take a listen.
1: Here I am, ready for my next instruction, Master Qui Gon. Yoda, my old friend, you have come at last. cry Ganjin. really you? It is? It is. Losing my mind, I am not... No, my friend, no. Why have you brought me here? Follow the light. The light will be your guide.
0: But, I mean, that kind of perfectly captures yoda's um yoda's personal journey into facing eventually what would be his dark self or what i call Gollum yoda <laughs> right um but that parallel is is almost i, I would say like one for one mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah yeah I, and i always love that version of yoda because it reminded me of dark rendezvous from legends when oh and dooku asked yoda you know what would it be like if you came to the dark side and he looked over at yoda and in that moment Dooku gets a vision of Yoda in his darkest form and Yoda, all all he wants is a rose he turns back to him and he's like bring me my rose! You're like, whoa, Yoda's evil as hell Dooku was like, uh, in that moment he knew that if if Yoda went to the dark side we were all doomed
0: (laughs) Yeah, no, it's very true I mean, Yoda is this transcendent figure in the prequels and and I love how uh, one of my favorite parts of the prequel story is how Qui-Gon's Qui-Gon's journey, which we only get the glimpse of, which we only get in the Phantom Menace, um, the the rogue Jedi that he was carved a path away from the dogma of the old Jedi, um, and 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 lit the way for uh, Yoda and Obi-Wan to follow, and thus, you know, even indirectly, save the galaxy. Um, and care for the twins and shepherd luke uh to his own hero's journey um it's an incredible story uh, star wars is pretty great if you ask me i'm just you know it's just me just just my opinion guys don't don't at me um don't write one star reviews but i I really i I like star wars i kind (laughs) of i like that galaxy far far away I have to do some Ewok jams in honor of the the Vintage Collection. That's going to wrap up this episode of the Star Wars Report podcast. Hope you've enjoyed it this week. Uh, Glad to be back, ladies and gents. You can kind of see, I had lost, like I said, (laughs) I'd lost my way just a little bit in terms of... um, passion for star wars it happens from time to time so uh thanks for staying patient with us through the break especially to those of you guys who've continuously and and long time supported us on patreon Uh, i get into a little bit of what i've what i've been up to in the break uh on this week's rogue transmissions at patreon.com star wars report we're back to recording more regularly carving out a new recording time window new space new studio it's uh, why it's a little echoey, guys. We're working on the production side of things, but um, thanks so much for sticking with the podcast. Hope you enjoyed it this week. Shoot us an email, report at gmail dot com, or uh, stay in touch with me directly uh, on my Substack, Riley Writes, W R I T E S, RileyWrites.substack.com, dot Substack dot com, and that's where you can find previous newsletters. I'll be publishing uh, a whole fun reception photo album and and writing on. All things Star Wars, Disney, travel, fun stuff like that. So check it out, rileywrites.substack.com. Mr. Mark Hurlman, tell the good people where they can find you online.
1: Logical Rogue 2, I'm out there on TikTok, Facebook, hardly ever on Twitter, but you can probably at me there. Instagram, Mm. uh, you know, Xbox, PlayStation. No, actually, Xbox, it's Rogue Jedi 2222, because illogical rogue two became too long apparently (laughs) Uh,
0: (laughs) nice nice well um we'll make sure the folks follow you there uh and you can follow me at the riley guy r-i-l-e-y on twitter uh also at star wars report that's where you can follow us facebook.com star wars report and of course star wars report dot com for the uh links to this episode uh everything we've talked about the stories uh, and I'll also link my substack right there as well. So you can do that at StarWordsReport.com. Until next time, folks, may the Force be with you. And remember, many Bothans died to bring you this podcast.
1: to go solo I don't know if you ever heard... You know, mm-hmm. Obi-Wan was probably looking at that band going, oh, trying to keep a low profile, dude.
0: <laughs> <laughs> very true, very true. Oh, <laughs> Lord. Oh, I knew we were forgetting something. We didn't even talk about the Obi-Wan casting. Oh, my
1: gosh. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: I skipped right past I,
1: it. I figured, I figured you... you, you, you... I thought you had like tunnel vision. I was like, "Oh, okay, we're going all right." <laughs>
0: I I just scrolled right past it. Um uh which and I did, and I also we'll tag it. Did you see this um do you see this set video, this the TikTok the on the Obi-Wan set? Hmm.
1: Uh no. I mean, I I saw the Okay, the all right. Hang on, hang on. Let's that, um, actually
0: I wish I had I don't have the sound sounder for a spoiler alert. Slight spoilers, slight Obi-Wan spoilers from a set leak. Uh, and by set leak, it just showed the set. So if you're curious about what the set looks like or, or want to skip, So Mark, uh, tag, at the end of the show, uh, click on the Jedi news article. Tell me when you have it up.
1: Okay. All right. All right. All right. Let's see. Yeah. Second one of those two weeks. Oh yeah. yeah. And oh, once you, once that's up, folks, video. all right.
0: And then, uh, just hit play um, on the embedded tweet. Uh, oh, that's very loud. Sorry. Um, You see it? Ooh. What do you see? describe? What you're seeing? Describe what you're seeing. Oh,
1: we're seeing Tatooine, baby! The walls, <laughs> the, the the Tesla plugins. I mean, the power <laughs> spots. Uh, we're seeing in the desert land. I mean, dude, oh, this looks awesome! Wow, that is a big set. We're not yeah. we're not talking just like small set pieces, guys. We're talking the city. It yeah. looks like they've built a whole two blocks, maybe even three. Yeah. Oh, easily three. Oh, oh, we've got extra structures! Holy crap! So it's it, cool.
0: it's definitely it's definitely Tatooine architecture. Like if it's not Tatooine, it's, it's ridiculous. But um, unless it's it might Jakku, most
1: icely, but we're definitely on Tatooine.
0: I think it's I think it's most icely or Mos espa for sure. Um, but we definitely it's a pretty well built out set, which I'm just I'm pretty excited about. And somebody is getting fired for this video. <laughs> I'm just right,
1: saying. Right. I mean, they're, they're in a little valley here. Like it just relooped, and yeah. you can see the valley there when they first pull in and stuff.
0: Yeah. 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 Oh, Somebody's in buddy. trouble. Somebody's in trouble. But look at that. Set leaks. It's been a while since we got to talk about set leaks on the podcast. So quick take on that. As we tag the end of the show, I'm going to wrap up the recording, guys. <laughs>
1: you know what's, what's funny is uh-huh. it's a TikTok video. So it tells you who uploaded it.
0: Oh, you better believe it. You better believe it. Somebody wasn't the sharpest knife in the drawer. The brightest bulb. Uh, Anyway, the fastest pod racer. I don't know. Uh, Mark, we'll see you. I appreciate it. And uh, I will tag you once the episode goes live later tonight. Thank you for writing Star Tours. Bye-bye.